I'm Wendy Michelle, personal trainer and nutritionist turned researcher, innovator, and precision wellness specialist. Welcome to Whole, Healthy, and Free. This podcast is all about equipping you with cutting-edge tools and information for accomplishing your health goals and becoming your best version of you. I have collectively spent over 20 years behind the scenes in clinical healthcare, in food and supplement manufacturing, in alternative medicine, and fitness marketing. What I've seen behind closed doors and experienced in real life has provided me with an education no formal textbook would dare to write about. From it all, I learned that health is much easier than it has been presented to be. People are capable of way more than they realize. And the majority of what masquerades as healthy is commonly what actually contributes to illness. I break it all down and bring it all to light for the sole purpose of giving you your power back so you can reclaim your health to live whole, healthy, and free. Well, hey, friends. Wow, am I happy to be back behind this mic. Let's just say that this year took off like a bat out of hell, as my dad used to say. And I think that for the first time ever, that saying is accurate. (laughs) So I'll spare you all the details, but it's... I suppose a good thing that I like obstacle courses because the past two months have been, well, they've been something. (laughs) So anyway, just being here, talking to people that I love, sharing hopeful health solutions is in every way such a gift. And as you you might know, should know, maybe you know, about a decade or so ago, I started working with elite performers and business executives, entertainment industry professionals, some some athletes, basically just all around high-level achievers. And at the same time, I was working with moms and teachers and social workers and construction workers, and it occurred to me that really they were all elite performers. At least from my vantage point, it was really the mindset that set people apart, not so much their specific profession. And ever since then, I've felt this deep passion to remind people of their their own personal high-level potential. And I custom create health solutions for them the same way that I would for even an elite athlete. And this belief has allowed me to see people at every level optimize their potential significantly, which is so fun. And I'm so thankful to get to do it. And that whole little side story is to bring in my guest today, who I would say sees people in a similar way. He's developed supplements for the athlete in you and will encourage you to push you to your personal boundaries as well. Um, I have with me an amazing athlete, entrepreneur, and friend today, Craig Dinkle. Craig is a sprint, freestyle, and fly swimmer. He trained and competed for years on a world-class level. He was coached by two different Olympic coaches, as well as the second winningest swim coach in the NC2A's history in all divisions. Some of his accomplishments, and he has many, but some of them are that he twice qualified for Olympic trials. He earned 23 All-Americans, set four NC2A's records, won three NC2A's team titles, competed in several international competitions, won three gold medals at Junior Olympics, was the fastest inductee into his Collegiate Hall of Fame, and one of his records held for 20 years, the same record that qualified him as a second fastest sprint freestyler in the world at one time. 
And in addition, as if that wasn't enough, to his exceptional and elite athleticism, Craig is the owner of Biotropic Labs and a brilliant business leader. Our paths crossed, oh gosh, several years ago when I discovered his products during one of my annual hunts for the best supplements in the world. Yes, I do that. <laughs> uh, Craig is a great and inspirational friend, and I am so honored to get to share his expertise and insights with y'all today. Craig, thank you so much for joining me today. It has been a minute since we've had a chance to chat. So this should be a lot of fun. How are you? Hey, everything's great. I'm glad to be here. It's always, always great to, to hang out and talk with you. You're as uh, inspirational to me as you say I am to you. And I do not know where you got all that nonsense about my background. Uh, I'm sure it's all made up and uh, couldn't have gotten it off my website. <laughs> Well, thank goodness it was there uh, because I, I otherwise I was just going to let everyone know how just what a, an incredible friend you are. And also, I have the pleasure of getting to chat with you, um, you know, more behind the scenes, which is the stuff that I really value. I really enjoy getting to know people behind the brands and what inspires them and, and their story um, as to how it is that they created a solution those are my favorite conversations and and um and yours is 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 amazing and i really wanted people to hear uh, a little bit about you know your why and what it was that got you into this this supplement space will you share a little bit about that yeah well <laughs> mine was purely a selfish endeavor i wasn't you know unlike you you you're, you're trying to change people's lives and you are changing people's lives and you develop great foods and great recipes and, and just great health stuff for people to really alter their chemistry and do great things for themselves. Mine was different. I, I was, it was purely a selfish endeavor and I was always trying as an athlete to um, get a competitive edge legally. And it's easy to get a, an illegal competitive edge, but when you get busted doing that, you lose your medals and you lose your reputation. And so that was never an option for me. So uh, from a very young age, I seemed to gravitate towards supplementation, off-the-shelf supplementation, um, trying to get a competitive edge. I mean, it's tough out there. You gotta, you gotta go up. There's, there's always someone better than you, and you're always chasing somebody. And even when you're the best, you're being chased. So uh, the race is never, it's never over, whether it's in business or in sports. And in this case, it's sports. So. Um, and so I was experimenting with stuff and had for many, many years um, to keep my competitors at bay and to chase down those people that were better than me. And uh, yeah, I found, you know, over many years, uh, nothing really worked. I mean, at the height of all of this, I was taking like 32-ish pills, over 30 pills a day. And uh, being a sprinter, I was impatient and I'd often take those 30 pills not in one gulp, but in one, you know, one, one ninety minutes, pardon me, one ninety second session. Uh -huh. So uh, I, I get a little, I know, I know what everybody's thinking. This guy's nuts. He didn't have to do it that way. You're right. I'm nuts. And I didn't have to do it that way. I could have spread it out throughout the day, but again, uh, you know, sort of a reptile brain in those days, a sprinter and just wanted to get everything done and move as quick as I could. And I, I popped those down, you know, probably within a minute or so. And then I'd lay on the bed for about five minutes, you know, letting them begin the initial digestion process, which was all, which always made me a little nauseous. So probably <laughs> more, probably more information than you needed to hear, but that was the peak of it. And frankly, uh, I never really found I was getting an edge. I didn't get 
any less sick or you know, get any more sick, any less sick. And I was excreting a lot of vitamin odor um, three different ways. And it just seemed like it's taken too, and I was over, we all overdose. Athletes are all taking more than we need to because we think more is better. That's not mm -hmm. true. That's definitely not true because the digestive system is kicking in and working to break all that stuff down and that can cause its own fatigue. So I later became a proponent of find the least amount that gives you the best results. So I'm jumping around here a bit, but uh, coming back to the point, I didn't find anything working for me. And so I stopped altogether. And it wasn't until my second Olympic trial run where uh, working with a doctor uh, in California, like you, who had a gift for nutrition, who wanted to be part of that run. And, um, and so we, we worked together and uh, we, we you know, combined a bunch of raw ingredients and stuff and things that I'd never heard of, like cordyceps and, uh, you know, beetroot powder is pretty straightforward stuff, but I never, you know, I never heard of beetroot powder and, uh, and echinacea and, and uh, desiccated liver and, and, and so it goes. And so anyway, we, we sort of fell, well, ass backwards into something that worked in my chemistry. And so because it worked on me and because it did lift my training dramatically, you know, I became a believer and finally a believer in supplements and that they, they actually can work. It takes a little work to find the right combo. Everyone's chemistry is different. And I felt like I just got lucky. And, and so uh, that's really probably what really turned, it was in fact, what turned a corner for me in terms of supplementation. And I, I stuck with that product for years until I was out of the sport. And when I left the sport of swimming, I forgot about it completely. I didn't give it another thought. I, I didn't realize once again for myself that I'd hit the Holy Grail and that something really worked and helped me. Um, um, so I, I just went off and did a whole bunch of different things and many years passed. And one of my friends was uh, got into the sports supplement space. And when he told me about it, uh, there were two things that occurred to me. Uh, first is, wow, he's doing great. Good for him. He's making a lot of money uh, selling sports performance supplements. And privately, I'd say, but I have a better product because I knew his background and I, was, I knew his story and I was happy for his success. But I thought, hmm, you know, but, you know, I really have a better story and I have a better product. Mine goes back many, many years. And there's this long thread of history that I have with supplementation until I found something that worked. And to sort of wrap this up, um, after hearing him talk about his success in the sports supplement space several times, I finally said, you know what, I need to bring the stuff that worked for me forward and uh, find a manufacturer uh, and, and recreate it and try to help people. And so that was, you know, so taking supplements wasn't about helping people. It was about helping me. Putting the business together was about helping people because now I was out of the way. It was the first time I consciously put together a business where I was set out to help other people, whether I succeeded or not, I was going to try to help other people achieve the same sort of success I had in training and working out and, and, uh, uh, and competitiveness that I had. And so I wanted to get back. I wanted to do it. I understand athletes. I understand what they go through at the highest levels and how, uh, you know, everything about them. So I just wanted to give back. And so I did this primarily to help um, athletes. Um, and as it turned out, not just athletes, but people who move and anyone in between, because it started off as an elite performance product. And I realized that it's 
these products, these flagship products that I make um, are full of great things for everybody. And so I, I built out not only the flagship sports performance supplements, but I brought in other supplements that are general health. And so that's, that's a long-winded story of how I got into the supplement space and then how I got into the custom formulated supplement space. Uh, I hope I didn't put anyone to sleep. <laughs> no, no, it's awesome. I, I, every story to me is so profound because I can see just, you know, life is, is wild. And I have found that a lot of the things that I've been through, I think there's a saying, I don't know who said it, but something along the lines of, you know, life isn't happening to you, it's happening for you. And, and that's a relatively good saying. Um, but I've actually found in my own experience, and I kind of hear this in, in your story as well, that things that have happened in life to me actually weren't to me, they were, and not even necessarily always for me, in some cases, yes, but they've almost always been for other people. The things that I, the obstacles that I've encountered, the things that have, that I've bumped up against and had to solve my way around became like this tool that I had and I utilized it over and over and over again as I encountered other people. And so maybe mm -hmm. at the eight, you were looking to optimize your own performance, but then you had this tool, right? And so when it was an opportunity to turn it into a business, um, you were able to utilize that information for other people, which is what I see it as now, because I know how I have referred so many people to your site and recommended so many of these products to them. Um, I would like to talk a little bit about, because I think this is something that's not discussed and people really do need to understand when it comes to supplements, there's no shortage on the shelves of uh, to choose, well, you know, what to choose from, but you definitely take a more precise and um, you have like a level of integrity in your sourcing. Can you talk a little bit about the difference between what your products are called and how it's labeled as a pharmaceutical grade and the products that are not labeled pharmaceutical grade and what the differences are a little bit? Yeah, um, I encourage people to simply look it up, um, you know, ph pharmaceutical grade supplements. And there's a really simple, I, I should put this on my website, it's a really good, clear, simple description of the difference. And basically, the difference is that pharmaceutical grade supplements are made to the same level and specification as pharmaceutical uh, uh, you know, tablets, are, uh, tablets are made. And that has to be made in the facility. Uh, and again, I'm sorry that I don't have the exact numbers off the top of my head, but because it's been a little, should know it like the back of my hand, but it's basically something along the lines of it's going to be made in the facility where, where less than 3% uh, contamination can happen um, and, and, and uh, infiltrate any of the other products in the site. So if you think of a food plant facility, I hate to make, I hate to draw this analogy, but there's no pharmaceutical grade hot dog. You, know, you might have heard the stories about how hot dogs are allowed to have a certain amount of this and a certain, and I won't say the items that they're allowed to have, but somehow, somehow hot dogs seem to be the standard bearer of what's allowed in food before you go gross. I won't eat that anymore. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, and here's the thing, no matter how they make the hot dog, I'm still eating them. I love hot dogs, but we, we all sort of seem to know that there's this 
liberal standard for hot dogs, and it's probably that way for other foods too. Uh, pills, uh, supplements uh, that are pharmaceutical grade are made in the same kind of facility that that pharmaceutical products are made. And as again, I said, I believe that I could look this up while we're talking, but I believe it's less than 3% or 2% contamination can happen in order for it to be, uh, and contamination is probably not the right word, um, but um, it, it's the highest possible grade without any other uh, 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 contamination affecting the product that you're making in a uh, in a facility, and so it's it's a, a, a super high grade product, and I want it to be pharmaceutical grade because it makes a difference in terms of the quality of the stuff that you put in your body. You're going to get more of what you're making uh, uptaking into your into your bloodstream and to your muscles. Athletes it really matters for athletes too. By the way, if we just jump back to athletes for a minute. They need to have the cleanest stuff going through their body because most athletes are running clean as it is. Even okay, now this sounds this sounds uh, is a bit of a conundrum with that because you probably all heard about Michael Phelps diet. You know, 18 pancakes, 42 slices of uh, French toast, and uh, bacon and eggs. Well, there is that. That's true, but that's sort of the athlete's problem is that they they can't always eat really really healthy, and, and a lot don't because they gotta. They got to get the most amount of carbs, the most amount of energy into their body, the, the densest calories they possibly can to get through, in the case of swimming, 10 to 20,000 yards or meters a day, depending on the program you're in. Um, uh, so when it comes to eating, they're not always the healthiest, although in between eating, they try to do healthy stuff. Um, but you want to give them the healthiest supplementation you can. Supplementation doesn't have to be that way. And it shouldn't be that way because by and large, even though what I said doesn't sound like they're running clean, most athletes are running really clean. They're burning all that, all those calories off um, and, uh, and they're healthy. They're very healthy. Now, they also tend to walk a fine line between sickness and health because they train so much that mm. they're always run down. So they're always walking that tightrope between being the healthiest and strongest and fittest people and just falling over with the flu or a cold because if that virus is out there, they might be the first to get it despite their health because of the heavy fatigue they deal with also. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I, I just didn't want to add to any of that. My idea was, well, let's get the cleanest, healthiest stuff that we can get into an athlete's body or anyone's body for that matter. Mm -hmm. You know, as I say, we, we appeal to general health as well as to, uh, to athletes. So uh, anything we sell, we want going into somebody's body that is going to be as clean as we can possibly get it so that they get the best possible uptake. And um, uh, that's sort of, again, another uh, long way to talk about pharmaceutical grade and the highest quality, cleanest product that you can put in your body generally comes from a pharmaceutical grade product because the restrictions are so tight in those manufacturing facilities. Yeah. Well, I think it's really important because there are a lot of contaminants. And when it comes to supplements, a lot of times people will go for the least expensive and that's not always the best idea that costs money to create quality. And it's worth it, especially if you're supplementing. Typically you're supplementing because you're not getting it from your food. There's a what? deficiency potentially. So you're, you're gonna be putting something in your body to help correct something uh, that's not usually the best plan to go cheapest on something that's going to help uh, correct a deficiency or, uh, you know, or if you're just an elite performer and you just want to, you know, push your own personal boundaries, um, you know, why, 
th there's value in that. And I think that it, it's, it's worthwhile to not just analyze the pricing. Um, sometimes it's just overpriced. It doesn't necessarily, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good product, but that's why I spend time talking to people who actually own these supplement brands, because it's important to me to understand what's going on behind the scenes. Um, the, what, what actually matters when it comes to creating products, um, the things that most people who are just walking through the whole foods or, you know, GNC or wherever they buy their supplements from aren't really thinking they're just seeing a number and then making a, a snap judgment or, you know, really cute labels or something. <laughs> and they're just like, That's Oh, true. that one looks amazing. So I just, um, I always want to just point out a couple of the things that people don't know is one of the benefits of doing what I do. Um, and even why I started this podcast was I see so many things from behind the scenes. I'm in the factories where people are not. And very few people talk about what goes on in the factories and what's allowed. Um, you know, mm -hmm. hot dogs are honestly, they're only one of hundreds of things that people would be shocked about. So um, I, I think it helps to educate consumers to let them know that there are certain things you can look for on labels that help you uh, make a determination as to which one you should spend your hard earned money on. And, um, and I think that your products are not just, um, you know, high quality, but they truly do. They truly do work. There's, um, there's a quantifiable result for me. And, and now, you know, this I'm by, I'm the furthest thing from a professional athlete. I am no professional athlete, but I move and, uh, I know my body. And so when I'm using something and it's making a difference for me, I can really tell. Um, and so that's another thing that I, I wanted to have you on for is that there's been a couple of times where I've recommended clients to purchase a product and they immediately think, oh, well, that's not for me because, you know, I saw the people on that website and I'm, you know, I'm not an athlete, but we're all, we're all training for something, you know, either you're training to be like the best mom ever or the best executive ever, or the best friend you could possibly be. We're all working on training for something. And I, um, can absolutely testify to the results that I get from, from your products, but specifically, can I tell you my favorite one? I already know. You do. Which one, <laughs> which one do you think it is? Um, I'm going to go on a limb and say, I know which one it is. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm not okay. afraid to take, a, I'm not afraid to take a position and be wrong. So because we haven't ever talked about this, I don't think so. Let's well, hear it. Maybe we haven't, but I think I know. And like I say, it's better to take a risk and lose than to take no risk and, and lose. So I'm okay. going to say it's the chlorella stack formula. It is that. Okay. In all fairness, that is one of my favorites, but it's not my number one. It's, I would oh. say that's my number two. Okay. Um, because I'm a big chlorella fan and anybody who knows me knows this. Uh, I can't ever say enough about chlorella. If I had to pick one supplement to be on for the rest of my life, like that would be a very, very sad day for me. But if I had to pick one, <laughs> it would absolutely be chlorella. But as far as your blends and the ones that I really feel a difference and it has saved me on multiple occasions is the Alta Fuel. Oh, wow. How interesting. That's a very sophisticated formula. Yes. And it's awesome. And I'm especially the last two years with, I don't know, I heard there's like a virus going around or something. Um, but I have utilized this particular supplement on days where I'll go out for a run. And you know how when just the air feels a little heavier, 
it's a little bit harder to get um, just the oxygen moving, you know, um, you feel like a little worn out just out of the gate. And then it just never seemed, you never seem to hit that stride. Um, I'll take, when I'm feeling like that, I'll take an alt fuel about, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes before I go out for a run. And it's like, I'm walking. It feels like I'm walking. Mm -hmm. It's so awesome. Can you help me understand what's, what's happening there? Well, yeah. Um, very interesting that that's your favorite. That's sort of my big cheat formula. I, I actually made that late in the game. It wasn't one of my early ones. I, oh, about four years ago, you know, sort of changed the way I exercise and the things I like to do. You know, I spent a lot of time in the water and a lot of time in the mass in master swimming. And you know, swimming is just a time consuming sport. And, um, and every time I join a program, they want me to compete because they figure out my background if they don't know me. And they go, hey, you know, Craig Chief, you know, I was doing a little research on you. I figured I'd check you out. And, uh, you know, it looks like you've done a little swim. You know, why don't you, why don't you join, you know, the, the competing side of the team? And I always have to fight that back. And uh, it's sort of fun. It's like it's, it's an honor to, to have people ask me to do that. But it's if swimming isn't time consuming enough, trust me, the swim meets are. You know, there'll be a whole day of just sitting around in the deck. Well, anyway, look, I decided to change my, um, I, I was tired of swimming anyway. I wanted to do something different. And I, and I come from a backpacking, um, hiking sort of background also as a, as a younger guy growing up in New England, you know, a lot of wilderness there, and did a lot of camping and, and I decided I'd revisit it. And I, had the Appalachian Trail on my mind. I'm getting to answer your question here. I'm just giving you a big background. Big background. I'm following. Keep going. Um, had the Appalachian, yeah, okay. Had the Appalachian <laughs> Trail on my mind, and I, I sort of cut that out because the more I reached, and that was always a dream, by the way. It was always a dream of mine all my life because, as I say, I grew up in New England, and the Appalachian Trail runs through New England, starts in Georgia, uh, and ends in Maine, and Maine, and Vermont, and Massachusetts, and New Hampshire, these are all states I've spent a lot of time in. And uh, so anyway, it was one of my things I always wanted to do anyway, but life got in the way, you know, swimming got in the way, other things got in the way. And so by the time I had time to do it, you know, four or five, six years ago, it seemed like thing not to do. And that was because it, it it's become sort of what, what is called a social trail now. In other words, look, it's still hard. God bless anyone who can do it. Mm -hmm. 2,000 miles of, of uh, if you do it as a through hike, it's 2,000 plus straight miles of, of, of hiking from you know, Georgia to Maine. It's a lot of work. It takes roughly six months to do, depending on how you do it. But it seemed to be the fashionable thing to do. And I just am um, not interested in doing the fashionable thing. So at that time, I couldn't separate, which I can now, but it, it was only four or five years ago. I couldn't se sort of separate myself from the hike and the fashion of it. And I'm not, I just don't, I, the way I'm made, I, if that's the fashionable thing to do, I don't want to be telling people I just completed the AT. It's, it's just mm -hmm. not going to have the same panache that it had, <laughs> you know, in earlier days. So I started, you know, thinking, well, there's the Pacific Crest Trail and that's about the same. It's harder, longer. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and again, I, I'm not dismissing anyone who does it. I'm not dismissing any of it because it's hard work and, and I haven't done it. You look at I haven't done it. So th these people who do this are really amazing people. I'm just talking purely about my own view of it. And so the Pacific Crest Trail 
you know, sort of had the same uh, look to me as the AT, although although tougher and uh, longer and uh, and more challenging and really uh, take about the same amount of time, even though it's longer, because again, it, it has to do with strategy. I won't get into that. And then I found out this third trail called the, the Continental Divide Trail. And I thought, now that's the trail I want to hike. I haven't heard of that one. Hmm. Um, these people who do these hikes have heard of them. They're, 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 these are called, you know, through hikes. And um, a through hike can be any hike from start to finish you could do. There's one here in Texas called the Lone Star Trail. It's only 100 miles, but it's a good shakedown hike. And it's, you know, it's a good five-day hike if you want to practice some gear on some relatively flat ground and some humid temperature with a lot of bayous, you know, around and mud, you know, it's a, it's a good training ground to, to test out your gear and stuff like that. But anyway, the, the CDT, the continental divide trail was really cool. And I thought, that's it. That's what I'm going to do. That's a 3000 mile trail. It starts at the border of Canada, goes all the way up to, pardon me. It's, well, it does start or end at the border of Canada and it starts or ends and ends at the border of of New Mexico and Mexico. So choose your starting point. But it matters because you've got to sort of follow the weather. Again, it's a six month deal and the weather changes dramatically over the course of six months. On all of these trails, you have to think about winter gear at one point and summer gear at another point, rain gear all the time. And, and so it goes. These things, again, they're not easy to do. And my hat's off to anyone who's done one, especially as a through hike. Mm -hmm. um, and then I thought, son of a gun. I don't have six months to, to, I mean, I don't want to take six months and there's a lot of strategy to this and resupply and basically you can only spend five to seven days. Again, there are variations to this. So for you experts out there listening, I, I know you're challenging me on all of this. So, so let me again, disqualify. There are variations to this, but by and large, it's roughly six months or less, again, strategy. Uh, and there's resupply and resupply takes five to seven days, you know, on the trail before you resupply. That is. So, mm -hmm. so five. And I thought, gee, that means I'm coming off the trail four times a month over six months or five months or four months. And that's just a lot of resupply. There's got to be something easier and easier isn't always easier. Right. Mm -hmm. So I found these. Now we'll get to your question here. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I, I found these hard really i wanted a challenge i didn't want to just jump on a short trail and i really didn't want a trail at all but as i mentioned these three trails i just mentioned are long and they're not easy even though they're trails they're they're work but i found this thing called the sierra high route up in the sierras of california and another one in wyoming called the wind river route and these are rough almost entirely trail trailless hikes that require maps that have waypoints on them where you hike from waypoint A to B, B to C, C to D. So it absolutely requires knowing how to read a topographical map and how to get from point A to B, and then, as I said, B to C, and so on, until you've finished the route. These are called routes, um, not trails, because there are no trails. Um, and so you have to know how to read a map and match it up with the terrain and figure out how to get to each of these points on the map. And, and they're not always a straight line. There's could be mountains or obstacles in the way. And so it was a real challenge. And I thought, no, I like this. Mm -hmm. This sounds like a real challenge. It's going to be hard. It's going to take me way out of my comfort zone. I don't have, I don't have the security of a trail to walk on. Um, I, I have to actually navigate 
And if I don't navigate correctly, I'm going to get lost in the wilderness where there are no rangers in the backcountry to save you. Mm-hmm. So this appealed to me. This, <laughs> again, right? this, this appealed to me as a huge challenge. And I started thinking about my brother's hike the base camp at Everest. He's done a lot of, he's a class five climber. Um, I'm not a climber. I'm just what I'd call a, a journeyer in the mountains. You know, I, what I do is not mountain climbing. It's, I think it doesn't get any worse than class four, which is super steep and, and uh, all hands on deck, all maybe on occasion, a little roping. I try to do zero roping, but mm. uh, it's work. It's work and it's challenging. And you, the Sierra High route goes as high as 12 and a half thousand feet. Once you're on it and as low as 9,000 feet, it's 32 passes. And I thought I need a supplement to handle altitude sickness and hypoxia. Mm-hmm. I need something to help me through here. I hadn't even done it yet, but I thought, I just know I'm going to need some help here because all of my friends and colleagues and acquaintances and people I know that have done Everest, which is a much different, a much, much different calculus than what I do. It's much tougher. Uh, base camp is, is way higher than, than I go uh, on my hikes. But nonetheless, um, I've been at 10,000 feet. That's not very high. And I've had altitude problems on occasion. Mm-hmm. So I did a whole ton of research, a, a combination of ingredients that would stack together. I like stats. I like things that work synergistically. If you can find things that will work synergistically. And that's how AltaFuel came about. It's an alta, altitude fuel for people who are dealing with elevation sports. So the Leadville 100, any of these altitude races that people do, skiers. Uh, ever, I, had an, I had an Everest guy uh, interviewed him on my, on my podcast who, who uh, used the stuff while I was uh, going up Everest. Um, and so I put it together, once again, like the early stuff, purely with me in mind. I thought I need to make something that will really help me survive up there. And the key, the key ingredients in, in one of them is uh, marine clam. Mm-hmm. The, reason, the reason I went with marine clam is because as far as I could tell, as far as my research would take me, there's some debate on this, but not much. And I'm not sure it's debate, it's opinion more than debate. But marine clams have the highest amount of iron of any meat product out there. And, uh, well, we want to get as much help uh, with our red blood cells and iron development uh, when we're hiking at altitude because you have huge depletion up there. And here's a little secret a lot of people don't know about hiking and climbing and, and screwing around at altitude. You can spend a whole day hiking and walking and climbing, but the altitude really screws with appetite. It really messes with it. So you can burn... Oh boy, there's a whole nother topic here now, but uh, you could burn, you know, 4,000 calories a day hiking, get to camp and only be able to eat, you know, 1,200, 600, 1,200, maybe 1,500 calories because you're not hungry despite all that burn off. And this is a problem. This is a known problem at altitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the reasons the supplement I think is a good thing is because it's got it's got, uh, it's got good blood development stuff in there, an electrolyte circuit to keep that going. Um, and because you're, you're getting this high content of iron, if you don't mind a higher content of iron, well, you're going to just burn it off at altitude anyway. You're burning everything off up there. Um, that the uptake is really good. It's almost impossible. Uh, go to your doctor. Don't quote me. Go to your health provider, your physician for, for the details on this. But the likelihood that you're going to have an iron problem at altitude is, is next to nothing. And so I wanted something that would really increase the iron content 
push back at hypoxia and give me more energy when I'm dealing with altitude. And so AltaFuel came about as a result of that. And uh, the two prime, I have two variations. One has marine clam in it as the prime mover. And the other one, in the event that people don't want to have clams, they're both meat-based though. So mm-hmm. heads up and, and full transparency. So uh, the other one is desiccated liver-based because again, one of the highest forms of iron you can get is in liver. Um, but I use a rhodiota crunchulata, uh, if I remember, it's the right production and, and some other really cool and unusual ingredients there, which research has stacked together, does indeed push back at hypoxia does help with red uh, blood cell development and gives you an extra lift. And so why at the beginning of this did I say this is sort of my cheat? Because it's an altitude product that often, like you, people will take at, at, at more terrestrial or, or you know lower sea elevation levels and get that extra boost from. So I get a charge out of it. I have ultra runners that live on it. <laughs> yeah. So power that stuff down when they're running. They'll do these 150 or 70 mile, 80 mile races and they've got you know, uh, fanny packs or whatever they use for running loaded with these things and they pop them every couple of hours when they're running. And yeah. Um, uh, so again, a bit of a long story there, but that's how that came about. And, you know, look, at here's the good news here. You've got editing rights and you can, you can cut back that whole backdrop. I gave you. And, <laughs> yeah, just get no, I, <laughs> I, I love it. No, it's so, it's so educational with, you know, with real life, uh, information it's not just science i mean you're you're a storyteller so it makes it um makes it fun well, well and let's, I, I let's, let me just chime in on that for a second you said something very important uh, i want to just touch on it for a second you're right you're right i have not spent my life as a scientist you know under a microscope i've spent my life researching and, and to the extent that research was available in the early days there was no research available really to library mm-hmm. and just trying stuff out um, and most athletes today still look at it that way now science matters and i think people ought to pay attention to it they ought to they ought to look at the science they ought to pay attention to it but do you know that nine out of ten if not ten out of ten supplements that came to me as an athlete did not come from any science-based organization or medical institution it came from another athlete who said hey craig i've been trying this stuff give it a try you might like it you know mm-hmm. that's how i learned about so much of supplementation was from the world i was in i was fortunate enough to be in a world of high level world-class athletes olympians and world record holders and and uh, in that club and we all shared data and information and so um yeah i'm telling stories i guess that's sort of how it all came about for me was was experimentation with stuff that I, I didn't do the science work on. But today, everyone has the ability to get on Google and, and do the research and find out if it all adds up and makes sense. And that's what I tell people is pay attention to science that matters. But nine out of 10 or more times, you ought to lean into one of your friends who's had success. Say, what are you taking? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And you're going to get an answer from most people. Some, pe- some people will tell you, I don't take supplements. I don't, I don't do them at all. They don't work. And that is true. They don't work for a lot of people, but a lot of people come back and say, yeah, I tried this. It felt good. I tried that. It really worked for me. Try this. doesn't work for you. It does work for you. But but look at the ingredients. If it all adds up and it makes sense in, the, in your own research, it gives you the head nod and give it a try and find out and then keep moving on if supplements are something that you're looking for. Um, but I had a long debate with someone once about science versus the way I do it, which is I have time for that. Mm-hmm. I, do the, I do the research. And when I say I don't have time for it, I don't mean 
the, re the research, what I mean is looking into the molecular structure. I have friends in the business who are scientists and they dig into the molecular structure and they'll tell me why something might work and why something might work. And, and that's good to know. That's very good information. And sometimes I find that why something should work and will work doesn't work on me. And the anecdotal story does work on me. So uh, it all matters, you know, try stuff out, read the ingredients, if it adds up, makes sense, and it, and, it, and it matches up with your research, go try something out. And if there's good science behind something, try it out. But what works is just what's going to work based on your chemistry and, and hitting some sweet spot supplement like AltaFuel seems to work for you. Yeah, well, and that's something that I find myself having to help people with more so than even diet sometimes because there's knowledge around, you know, people will commonly say, I know I shouldn't eat this, but I love it or whatever. But with supplementation, it's interesting is that is I, I do believe that we all have the ability to assess how something's making us feel supplement wise. Absolutely. It's just, we've lost touch. People have lost touch. They've outsourced, not just information, but intuition. And they don't actually take a minute or stop all the supplements that they have to just do one for a week or whatever the case is uh, in order to establish, is this working for me? Yes, of course. I'm, I'm a big fan of science. I mean, that's all I do is read books, literature, watch lectures. I, but that doesn't take the place for me of what, how do I feel it, you know, marrying the two is, I, is, is important, I but I, I think people have lost touch with, uh, what, what something makes them feel like I'll ask them, well, is that they'll say, here's all the supplements I'm taking. Are these good? <laughs> I'll be like, well, like, how do they, how do you feel? Oh, I don't know. Like, what are they? Like, if I asked you which ones are working, could you point to me which ones are working? And they have no idea. So I think it is important to make sure that um, that you that people do try alongside information, alongside you know maybe getting some feedback from some people who do know their bodies. Which I think the the, the people who are the best, and this is why I love to work with athletes, is they are like walking science experiments. I can literally give an athlete a protocol and they will do it exact, and they will give me really detailed, precise feedback about what worked, what didn't work, what they felt, what they didn't feel. And so if you know an athlete, ask them because they are really in tune to their bodies and what's working. And if you don't know one, now you do. You can email Craig. <laughs> you can ask him. But no, I think it's really important to uh you know to get to to really get back to what, what feels good, what is working, do one supplement at a time. And unless, uh, um, you know, this Alta fuel gives not only just, you know, beats back the hypoxia and, um, you know, the other benefits that I feel, unless it gives me uh, an ability to navigate without a map. Um, I think I'm out. I think I'm just going to stick with the, uh, the trips around the block. <laughs> that, that, uh, that climb that you, that you did or you were discussing sounds like very dangerous for somebody like me to be going from route to route without maps. I think that uh, 
I'll leave that up to you, but I, I do really love this particular product. I, it's, it has made the runs that I do so much more enjoyable. Just like I said, it feels like I'm, feels like I'm walking. I just have one last uh, question for you before we wrap up, if that's okay with you. Well, I hate to let you go, but I know you got, <laughs> I, you're popular and in demand. And so I know you, you, you know, there are other people in line waiting to hook up. So yes, of course we, we can go. Uh, so when it came to getting into the supplement industry and you started manufacturing supplements, um, putting them together, what was the most surprising thing to you about this industry? Well, I can't, the obvious thing is how many, okay. The obvious answer is how many bad supplements are out there. I already knew that. I had a long, long background in that, which is why I quit. What surprised me, because the advertising is different today than when I was competing, what surprised me is how many people are out there making claims that are bullshit, just utter nonsense. I mean, it's instead of getting angry, I start laughing. I, say, I can't believe people are saying this stuff and getting away with it. You know, I, so that's this. It's probably not the answer you were looking for, but that's the surprising thing to me. And going back to something you were implying earlier, yes, you got to look out. There are a lot of scammers out there say anything to move a product. And I am held to a higher bar because as an athlete whose name is on these products, who is serving athletes at the professional and the Olympic level, if I screw them up, I'm screwed. My whole reputation goes down the drain and I could be, let's say, if I were doing bad things, nefarious things, I could be the reason they get a, a positive blood test. And that's not going to be me. That's not going to happen. I already know what that's all about. I'm here to help people not hurt anybody at all, N knowingly or unknowingly. None of this, no, you're not going to have any of those, well, gee, I ate a burrito and that's why I got this, uh, you know, this uh, negative or this positive testosterone, you know, result in my last blood test. So that's the thing that has surprised me. It's just, the willingness with which anybody will say anything to get a product out the door. And I, I won't, I can't do it. I be much bigger than I am, make a lot more money than I do. But if, as I say earlier, as I said earlier, if the object here is to help people, then, uh, then I'm serving them. I'm not serving myself. I'm certainly making a living at it. And I intend to, and I have no compunction about it. And, uh, and the sky's the limit, but I'm here to serve people and, and not uh, tell a story well, I'll tell you for a story. So you, know I'll, you know I'll tell a story, but uh, I, I'm I'm here to help and not make things up. Uh, I'm I'm not tr making anything up, um, and so things are tend to be slower for those who do it that way than those who don't. And so that's just a straight truth. That's the most surprising thing to me is that when I stepped into the space, it's shocking to me what people get away with. Uh, what are your thoughts? Oh gosh, I mean I couldn't agree more, uh, and it. it of course, it warms my heart to hear that as well coming from you, um, because I think it helps to hear that from more than just me, people that are listening. Um, gosh, I can't even tell you how many times a day I get sent some link to some Instagram supplement that people are ready to go full on in because of the marketing that's been done around it. And it's literally garbage. So um, I, I just don't think that we can say that enough as people who are in manufacturing and also developing products that have true intention to help people. Um, I think it's important to just continually remind others that um, supplements in and of themselves are not bad, but um, doing your homework and 
finding people you can trust to guide you, I think is really, really important. And don't get sucked in when you're in the process of being hypnotized while you're scrolling because that's what's happening. Yeah. Well said. That's well said. That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> Try to not get hypnotized and then, and then buy yeah. things. <laughs> yeah, oh said. man. Craig, you're amazing. I'm so thankful for your time. Will you just, um, and I will put in the show notes links. I'm pretty sure I have a discount code that I can share with everyone to make sure that they can um, hop onto your website and, and buy all your great products. But will you just, um, for the sake of sharing out loud, tell listeners where they can find more about you and your products? Yeah, sure. Thank you for that. Um, well, the website is simply biotropiclabs.com. So B-I-O-T-R-O-P-I-C-L-A-B-S. It's a long one, I know, but that's what it is, biotropiclabs.com. Amazing. I really appreciate your time today. A pleasure is always mine. Thanks, Wendy. Really a lot of fun. Thanks for putting up with me today. (laughs) Of course. And (laughs) thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you for the extended break that y'all gave me um, to enter this new year, this wild new year. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't. Please do share with your friends and family. It helps so much. Leave a review. Gosh, I can't even explain how that helps to get this information out and just to expand the reach of of information that's truthful and I believe helpful for so many people. So thank you so much. I'll be back hopefully next week with another fun episode. I'll talk to y'all soon. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Whole, Healthy, and Free. I will be back soon with another edition of the podcast. I invite you to check out my next episode once it becomes available on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel. Until then, stay focused, insist on the truth, and do not quit. You are so much stronger than you realize.